Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ. We're the only Canadian gaming podcast you can catch live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. EST, as well as on podcast services and YouTube every Thursday. My name is Alexander Kazina, and I'm joined today by the one and only Mr. Mitch George. Yo. And, of course, the hero of time himself, AJ Fraser. That's me. And it is our 100th episode, uh, starring only three-fifths of the cast. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, both Alex and Nathan were occupied by various things. Don't you worry, we'll get them back on the podcast soon enough to uh, do a topic of the show that we were planning on doing today, but that we decided to put the kibosh on for the time being. Um, Before we get started, a reminder, as always, that we here at PressYZ stand against discrimination of any kind. While we appreciate however you choose to give back to the show, uh, there is no better way to support us than by being excellent to each other. Housekeeping. Um, We have talked for eons, ages, millennia, thousands of hundreds of thousands of years about uh, our second hour live stream, uh, which we originally promised uh, after conducting our first 12 hour live stream. We said that we would do it if we hit a certain uh, stretch reward. Uh, We hit that stretch reward. We said, all right, we're doing it in December of 2021. And then that became January of 2022. And then that became February of 2022. Uh, And after much deliberation, um, we have come to the decision to cancel the second 12 hour live stream in the form that it was originally going to be. Uh, I think we all kind of mutually agreed uh, before we went live that it would be good if we could do at least something to make up for it. Uh, Exactly what that is going to be. um, We have not yet fully decided on, uh, but rest assured that we will still do something and it will be cool and it will be live. uh, But Another kind of full day, 12 hour live stream is not currently on the cards. Also, um, shout out to uh, Darth Stridius out there somewhere uh, who has been keeping us honest with that and trying to remind us that, oh, yeah, we have that thing we have to do. So apologies to him specifically for for the, yeah. what, what we're not doing, I guess. We all, I think, had, you know, every intention of figuring out uh, how to do this. You know, obviously, if you've listened to prior episodes of the show, you'll know that we had a lot of fun ideas planned for this 12-hour live stream, such as, you know, Alex Ballant playing through Kingdom Hearts, us playing a little bit of Phasmophobia, a little bit more Halo action. Uh, I suspect that all that stuff will still happen at some point independently of the wrapper of this second 12 hour live stream, uh, just not in that fashion. So yeah. sorry to start out episode 100 of Press with a little bit of a downer, but we figured that this is one of those moments where it would be better to, you know, shit or get well, off the pot and not just yeah. sort of c- continue kicking this can down the road. Yeah, I'm sure that was very annoying for some people, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, moving on to slightly lighter news. Um, last week, we said that we were going to be doing uh, a very kind of quick one-off uh, YYZ review of Windjammers 2, which we will be talking about uh, a little bit later in this podcast. Um, over the course of the next two weeks, our next YYZ review game uh, will be Crossfire X, uh, specifically the single-player campaign for Crossfire X, which is being developed by Remedy, uh, the Finnish developer best known for Alan Wake, Control, and Quantum Break. It's being made available uh, as of this recording to tomorrow uh thursday february the 10th so check it out on xbox game pass or wherever you get your video games and go ahead and play it along with us so that uh, we can talk about it in two weeks time all right guys let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to aj hi um you said before we went live that you had not been playing a whole lot of them video games yes i've been uh, a little preoccupied um you have been preoccupied yeah because while you've not been playing any video games you certainly have been playing the game of life irl yep um my girlfriend and i decided to move in together um and so i spent the last 
the last weekend uh, moving. Uh, we're still unboxing a lot of stuff. Um, it's still a bit of a, a mess and a disaster and everything. But I've got speaking from experience, you'll be doing that for at least two and a half years. Oh, good, great, wonderful, wonderful. But yeah, I'm um, I'm actually basically in the city proper at this point. So, um, well, proper ish. It's 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 out there, but it's still Tobacco counts. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. as the Americans would call it Edipacoke. Yeah, Edipaco. Um But yeah, that's what I, that's where I am. So, um, not trying to it, dox you or anything, but no, it it's fine. I, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely weird having all my stuff in a different location in a different space. But uh, uh, is this I'm your getting... first time moving out, or yeah, the, so. Growing up, um, I'd always go back and forth um, to my dad's or, or what have you. And uh, as a kid, I I, I moved a little bit, um, uh, from like California, to um, I lived in Georgetown for a while, and then I lived uh, up in Bolton area. Um, but um, yeah, uh, the you know economics has not necessarily been well off for our, our generation. Uh, a lot of people lucked out. Um, some people didn't necessarily. And so it's, it's been a little harder to make that jump, but, uh, we finally felt confident and comfortable enough to, to kind of do so, um, two years into a pandemic. So, you know, so then are you, so you're still commuting up to your old job then, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's That's only a suck. It's fine, actually. Believe it or not. I, I, so, like, how long of, of a commute are we talking about? Thirty minutes. Okay, that's not too bad. Exactly right. It's I am going opposite of what the majority of rush hour traffic is going, and it's it's been thirty minutes both ways. Um, so that's quite all right. Plus, I I, I was I was also smart, so um, I made sure to that. Um, I, I, I made sure to, you know, take a couple pictures uh, just if I wanted to feel like I'm at home again and just put myself in, in my old background here for video watchers only. But, um, you know, it, it's bittersweet being out of that space because that, that space was uh, home to me for so long. Since 2003, I lived there, essentially. Um and you know it's it takes some getting used to it does it does trying to make having to make your own dinners no more mom's cooking Ugh. i mean uh, but now you get to do what you want and not have to worry about what other people want to cook yeah that's the thing now i have to worry about what i want i am uh, yeah. curious aj uh, yeah. Over the course of the past couple of months, I've tried to think strategically about the way that the background behind me looks. Originally, that stack of Wii games wasn't there at all, and I figured, you know, might as well put there, because if I'm recording a video game podcast, good to have yeah. some video game paraphernalia behind me. Uh, yeah. You know, the backgrounds that you've had on stream, you know, have always been a delight, because it'll yeah. be you playing No Man's Sky, or maybe like most recently, a Pokemon Legends Arceus background. Have you yep. thought about kitting out the background in the room behind you to yeah. have more of a gamerish feel? Or So I, I, I'm in a condo, uh, a one-bedroom condo with a, with a den, right? That back there is Rachel's desk. This is kind of a shared office space. Um, I've got these shelves here, which I still need to um, set up, but... Um, I made sure to take this out of the basement. Oh, there he is. Halo Chief himself. Master Chief is here with me not always. His name, yeah. yeah, Mr. Chef, yeah. The good old Halo 3 cat helmet thing that came with the Legendary Edition. That's going to be prominently on display at some point in here. Um, the, the, the thing, because this is such a small space in here, the actual thing I'm trying to plan out currently, because I've got, I've got the internet modem right, right here beside me, but, um, I want consoles to be back there and maybe like up top or something like that. 
and I want them to be displayed but functional. So like imagine my Series X like on the top of that shelf there or something, right? There's going to be some long HDMI cables. Oh, yeah. Much. I'm, I'm into it, though. Functionally displayed is, is my aesthetic. The other thing that you could potentially do is functionally yeah. display them, but mm -hmm. then also get like an AV receiver or something that you can tuck into the bookshelf and then run just one cable from the yeah. receiver to your computer. Yeah, that that's definitely a good idea. Um, I've got a... I have those a, occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an HDMI splitter um, that's here on my desk. I don't have any of my consoles hooked up yet, but it can't, comes with a little remote here so i could potentially with the remote like swap inputs and stuff as needed um if i just point it behind me um that way it's only one cable on the ground and keep that up there but we'll, we'll see how it goes because i also want it in order to play it like i don't have a tv in this room i need it to go into my um my elgato and everything so yeah that that's been my update Cool. I mean, I, I think I speak for everyone here when I say that we're all interested in seeing, you know, how this uh, new house nets out and how the room behind you nets out. Because as I yeah. said earlier, the backgrounds behind you are always a, you know, they're the never ending gobstopper of this podcast. You keep chewing at them and you never know what you're going to get next. Yeah, absolutely. Then maybe, you know what, now that I think that about it, maybe that tooth. wasn't. Yeah, and also, like, a gobstopper is actually, like, it's kind of bland flavor-wise, and I would not call your backgrounds bland. Maybe not a great comparison. Anyways, uh, moving along, Mitch. Sir. Recently, uh, you played a little game that we played on the pad podcast, on the podcast. Uh, you played a little game that we played on uh, really Press Really leaning into that, nor that, uh, that uh, northern U.S. Uh, Canadian accent there, eh? On that there, on that there podcast. Yeah, we're going to drive all them trucks through them capital, eh? Um, oh, boy. No, you have been no, playing... we are not. ...a little game by the name of Nobody Saves the World as of recent. I'm in love with this game. It is so fucking good. Like, I wish I connected with it. how much fun I'm having this. Oh, like, something clicked, and it's just... I don't know if it's the aesthetic or the, the checklisty nature of it, but it's real good. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Which... Uh, character would you say so far is your favorite so i want to say i'm like here i have the game open let me just pull up my other monitor um i'm probably i don't is there a way to check your playtime? i don't think there is Give on xbox yes they I definitely mean, you, i was gonna say they you, definitely tell your playthrough when you beat the game i don't know if you can do so in the middle of it though if you um, link up your your Xbox account to like your the GOG Galaxy launcher or something, it gives you stats and playtime stuff. That sounds like too many steps. Probably. Um, no, I mean I'm I'm probably maybe five six hours in, um, something like that. Let me just pull up the characters I've unlocked. Right now um, on the stream, we're watching. You're playing as the horse. Uh, which is a character that I liked, but he's definitely one of the more technical characters of the game because you always have to be facing uh, backwards if you want backwards, his main yeah. attack to connect. And his main that attack is pretty strong. So, but... Yeah, that was probably more so for me for you know completing quests to unlock other characters. I think for me, I've really enjoyed the magician mm. uh, as well as the zombie. Hmm. Yeah, the, the basic attack that the magician can pull off in that game is, I would say, pretty solid. Uh, even if you're not necessarily like getting like consistently high cards, which theoretically, if I remember correctly, are supposed to do more damage. And, and the yeah. zombie, the thing about the zombie is, I think a lot of people on instinct are turned off from the zombie because the zombie being undead constantly is constantly losing health. losing health. But when you pair that with you know all your zombie minions and all the like special abilities that allow you to regain health, like it ends up being like almost nil how much you're actually losing. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of what I felt as I was playing. Yeah. Uh, I've, hit a bit of a, I've hit a bit of a wall in that I'm having to grind a little more to do like the, the next story thing I need to do. But 
Hmm. I hope that doesn't keep up, but honestly, like so far, having a, having a blast. Yeah. When I played this game, like I was the kind of guy that would kind of try and complete as many side dungeons and side missions as possible before even bothering with a lot of the main castles. So I didn't really reach any major roadblocks where it was like, all right, I got to grind a whole lot if I want to advance the story because I already had gotten that uh, out of the way. Uh, I'd say definitely if you are feeling a little bit roadblocky, definitely keep at it because uh, while not my favorite drink box game, I did enjoy this game a lot. And I think that you'll find the final few dungeons pretty satisfying. Yeah, honestly, depending on how that goes, it might be my favorite drink box game. I really mm. like the guacamole games, but this is scratching an itch. I didn't know need scratched. Hmm. It'll it'll you be interesting. Wanna, Go ahead. You might you might want to play like a link to the past or something. I've tried. I think yeah. the variety to the gameplay here is what's keeping me coming back. Sure. That each character feels different, and the mixing and matching of their abilities across characters has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's always fun when you have a game like this where each character manages to feel like as distinct uh, as they should. Uh, let's move on and talk a little bit about what I've been up to. Um, of course, I've continued to play Pokemon Legends Arceus on a continuous basis, um, mm -hmm. as have all of us uh, to varying degrees. We talked about uh, our shared experiences with the game a little bit in the Discord server, and I don't know if there's anything else that we wanted to kind of follow up on. Uh, I do want to say like I have genuinely been having a lot of fun with this game. My kind of nightly ritual is I uh, grab my iPhone, grab my switch and I watch episodes of the Pokemon anime, like from the most uh, recent series while I play through the game and like grind out side missions and whatnot. And although I'm not making very large strides with the game, I have been having a lot of fun doing so. I, um, yeah, I, like, I haven't had a lot of time to put into it in the last week, but, um, the time I did put into it, um, I, I really enjoyed, and I'm looking forward to getting back to it uh, as soon as I can. Um, I've got three of the things completed, three of the, what are they called, the, 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 the you mean God. the, the, uh, uh, nobles nobles uh right yeah the super um, saiyan pokemon yeah exactly um the yeah and and i've got a party full of the alpha lionels Ooh. so i actually i caught an alpha routes the other yeah. day and it's it's basically going to be one of the permanent pokemon i'm keeping in my party and i'm faced with a tough decision because it's a male routes which means that I can either go the route of evolving it into a Gardevoir and I can make a Lady Demetrisicu or however the hell you pronounce that name, or I Gardevoir? can... Yeah, Gar... No, well... Yeah. I can make a Gardevoir in reference to Lady whatever her name was from Resident Demetrisk. Evil 8. Right. Or, because it's a male route, I could eventually evolve it into a Gallade if I want to be a little bit different, a little bit spicy, but I'm not yet decided. <laughs> I don't know. If you guys in the chat have any hard and tough opinions, I feel like I could be uh, persuaded either way. I don't think I've ever had a Gallade like in my main Pokemon team, um, like in any of the main Pokemon games. It's never a Pokemon I naturally gravitated towards before. So maybe that pulls has a little bit more of a pull. Uh, I don't know, Mitch, if you have any hard and fast Gallade thoughts. I'm the opposite. Gallade ends up in my party more often than not, mostly because it learns both Hypnosis and False Swipe. So I use it primarily as a mon to catch other Pokemon. That's um, a good point. I never thought even thought about the false swipe. At thing. least in the main games, it's it's less of a less of a, a thing in this game. I feel, um, but the, it, it's kind of just carried through me through with me from other games. Like I've got a uh, level hundred shiny Gallade that I kind of use as my catcher of choice, just for those reasons. Mm. Um, so I, I I use it more often than not. So I usually, if I get the option, will go with a Gardevoir just because I use it less frequently. But you know what? If you don't use Gullade very often, teach their own. Hmm. Okay. Uh, another game that I've been playing uh, is a little game by the name of Knack 2. And I got to say, I'm a little bit, you know, what? Nathan, unfortunately, couldn't join us today. And for the most part, I feel like, you know, 
the show will go on no matter what, but I do feel a little bit sad that I couldn't uh, have him here to talk a little bit about this game because I believe that he has played this game before and man, oh man, is Knack 2 another Knack game? <laughs> um, another Knack tier Knack game? Well, I'll, I'll get to that at the very end. So, you know, Knack 1, it's this uh, PlayStation 4 launch game, comes out in 2013. You know, famously... A lot of games that come out for the launch of the PlayStation 4 are also available on PlayStation 3. Like you have Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, which is also available on PS3. You have, you know, a soccer game, a football game, the whole bit. Uh, This game, only available on PlayStation 4. It was that computatively powerful. I played it last year, like literally to the year uh, last year, and I thought it was very whatever. I was not particularly impressed with its combat. I thought it was way too punitive and hard. I thought that its story was just way too serious and kind of belied its very kind of like cartoony Pixar look. I just thought it was a very kind of blah experience all around. Knack 2 is a better game from a gameplay perspective, 100%. Every other aspect of it is almost indistinguishable from the first Knack. Its story is equally blah and equally serious. Its world is just completely whatever. Its characters are blah. Its gameplay definitely, like, you can definitely tell how the designers of this game really kind of looked at people's critical opinions of the first Knack and went, all right, here's how we got to make a better game that people will connect more with. One thing that people really hated about the original Knack that I hated about the original Knack is that you never really have any choice about when you're playing as big Knack or small Knack. Some levels of force, force you to play a small Knack and get just punched into oblivion by even the lightest breeze that comes your way. Other levels you play as big Knack. And it's pretty satisfying to, you know, jump around the city as like a supersized being made of crystals. But that does carry with it the frustration of, ah, I feel like I had no real kind of choice uh, in this. This game, you generally play as medium-sized knack at all times, and you can choose when you want to play a small knack, but small knack only is used basically for, like, platforming and puzzle-solving segments. Um, Beyond that, like, the level design is uh, just a lot stronger. The combat is a lot more fleshed out. You regenerate hits uh, over time instead of having to, like, recover health via sunstones or what have you using the original Knack. Overall, though, yeah, I just don't... I don't really have a lot more to say about Knack 2 other than that. It is indeed another Knack game. Great. I know everybody was just dying to hear uh, my opinion on uh, the wondrous experience that was Knack 2. And well, uh, guess what? You got it right here and right now. Uh, I do want to say, uh, AJ, you mentioned earlier, you know, about this game being a Knack game. Uh, I went back uh, to the episode in which we ranked the best PS4 and Xbox One exclusives. This was episode 41 of Press YYZ. And on that episode, uh, infamously, uh, we po- put both Knack 1 and Knack 2 at the Knack tier at the very bottom of the tier list, uh, so below D. Huh. Uh, if I had to actually legitimately rank both Knack games on the list, Knack 1 probably would still stay at Knack tier. Knack 2 would either be at the top of D tier or the bottom of C tier. When you get into C tier, you have games like the like the Battletoads remake, Grounded, mm-hmm. The Last Guardian. Knack 2 is not better than any of those games, but D tier is the original Titanfall, The Order 1886, and Killzone Shadowfall. And all three of those games are like, hmm, you're trying things, but it's not the greatest. And I feel like... I could definitely make an argument for Knack 2 being better than them, but not much else. Got it. All right. Well, uh, with that out of the way, uh, let's jump into talking about uh, a major earth-shattering, life-changing event that happened today. Of course, I'm talking about uh, the Nintendo Direct that aired today, February 9th of 2022. Uh, Nintendo went on for 40 minutes with new news about all sorts of cool games and updates coming to the Nintendo Switch in the year of our Lord 2022. Uh, 
right off the top, I want to say this is a really fun Nintendo Direct. Obviously, not everything uh, was for me on it, but of course, that's true of everyone. Uh, but the things that were for me, I would say really hit. I thought that uh, Nintendo's announcement of new DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, so much new DLC for Mario Kart long 8 Deluxe was overdue. So long amazing. overdue. Why didn't they do this earlier? I don't because know. they oh. are crazy and decided instead of just making a new game, they would just take content from other games and put it into this game. The fact <sighs> that we are getting DLC in 2022 and 2023 for a game that came out in 2014 makes yeah. zero sense. But exactly. I totally predicted it and was very happy that it happened. Well, yeah. it... It was a little bit surprising because, you know, in the lead up to this Nintendo Direct, there was some speculation that, oh, Nintendo might tease Mario Kart 9 for the first time because reports have come out suggesting that Mario Kart 9 is in development and Nintendo has a new concept in store for it and so on and so forth. Uh, doesn't seem like that's happening anytime soon. Uh, given that these DLC this packs, cow for all it's worth, these DLC packs, as I understand it, are releasing throughout 2022 and 2023. Um, that is what they said. But I, 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 you know, <laughs> I got to be honest. I can't claim that I'm particularly disappointed. Yeah, I think I think it's exciting. It, it took them way too long, but you know, I'll, I'll take it. It's more Mario Kart, and I mean, I don't think there's going to be a Mario Kart Nine anytime soon thanks to this so whenever the what switch 2 comes out and it's like a little more powerful and can handle a lot more like this thing will still be like the number one mario kart for it they will sell mario kart 8 deluxe plus on yeah. the switch 2 you can take that to the bank yeah as its own thing and it comes with all of these maps that everybody already paid for. A very Nintendo-like solution. Hmm. Yeah. I uh, I kind of jerked the wheel there a little bit at the beginning. Mitch, I want to flip it over to you. How did you feel about this Nintendo Direct? Uh, similarly to you, um, not a lot of what they talked about was not for me. A couple of things they showed were, and they made me happy. Um... Like I said, I correctly predicted in the pre-show of what I streamed of this that they were going to release Mario Kart 8 DLC in 2022 and was totally right. Um, I don't really care much for Fire Emblem or other you know RPGs from 30 years ago that they're re-releasing. Yeah. Mario Strikers coming back was a neat announcement. I didn't expect to see yeah. that anytime soon, and that's a, that's a fun one. Mario Strikers was the one that kind of made me the most excited out of the whole thing because... Anytime you guys would talk about, like, Persona Strikers or whatever, um, my brain always auto-completed to Super Mario Strikers. Uh, back in the day, I had a bunch of fun with that. Um, I'm considering buying it again on eBay. I wonder what it's going for. I wouldn't worry about it because you've got this game coming in, like, yeah, but two months. How am I going to know the story of the first one before the second one comes out? There's no story to this game. It's just what do you mean? technically this is the third one, isn't it? Yeah, because there was oh, is Mario. It? There was a Wii one. Why? There was Mario Strikers on the GameCube. Right. There was Mario Strikers Charged on the Wii, which is generally like the one that I think people remember fondly because that's kind of where they first adopted like the kind of edgy ish art style. Uh, and yes, this is the third one. I I'm more fond of the GameCube one than the Wii one. Do we know but, if um, it's Next Level Games working on this? Did they mention in the trailer what developer was working on this? Because they worked on the first two. And they haven't done anything since Luigi's Mansion 3, so that would make a lot of sense. I'd just be curious to know if that was the case. Definitely something worth looking up. Who knows? Maybe I'm looking it up right now while no. Oh, I definitely looked it up and it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't say. So. No. Oh, wow. Oh, well. well. We'll probably learn soon, though. I would imagine. I mean, there are even... Go ahead. So, uh, some of the original Mario Strikers. There's one going for fifty one ninety nine, another going for a hundred and ten. So yeah, it's a little. The ch oh the the charge for the Wii um twenty bucks, but it's the like Nintendo Selects sure version, the one with the cover nobody wants. Yeah, 
I mean, I, mean, I feel like we talked about Mario Kart and we glossed over the more important kart racer announcement from this stream. Oh, yeah, that was and a that thing, wasn't Disney's it? Disney's Speedstorm coming as a free-to-play cross-platform title. So, uh, okay. Uh, fun fact, while we've been talking about this in Nintendo Direct, I'm uh, consulting GameSpot's uh, like video of Nintendo Direct because they have time codes for like all the major game announcements that were in the Direct. Uh, the Disney racing game is not in their time codes because they did not think it important. It goddamn should be. This game legitimately looks good. And that's saying a lot for a game coming from Gameloft. Like, graphically, too. Like, yeah. I wonder if what we were seeing was Switch gameplay, though. Because if it is coming cross-platform, maybe that wasn't the Switch version that we saw? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably... Uh, mm, I don't know. I'm looking at it. Either way, I'm excited to see more of it um, as that comes to fruition, what it's going to look like, what the initial roster is going to look like, if the free-to-play mechanics are, you know, super egregious. But, yeah, you know, I'm I'm curious to see more of that because at least it's a new kart racer and not just Mario is, Kart 8 for the ninth year. Is Sora going to be playable in this? No, mm, and it's going to make a lot of Kingdom Not a chance. They should. But, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is going to be playable on the Switch as of tomorrow via the cloud. That'll yeah. be terrible. Hmm. Disney Speedstorm. Wasn't there, like, an era where Disney worked on, like... Was Blur a Disney game? Am yep. I mistaken on that? It was, no, but it that was, wasn't, no, like... It was. it was, but it was not, like, very Disney-fied. Like, it didn't have, like, a bunch of, like, Disney characters. It was just a Disney-developed racing game, right? It was a title... No, this actually... It wasn't Disney. It was Activision Blizzard. Was it? Hmm. Well, while we're looking that up, AJ, uh, I know we're kind of, like, quite into the thick of things, and I know that I got yeah. your thoughts on the Nintendo Direct, uh, you know, before we did this podcast. I, I am curious, like, overall, reflecting back on it, you know, talking about the highs and lows, Mario Kart 8 getting DLC eight years later, but also Mario Kart 8 getting DLC eight years later. How are you feeling? Um, overall, I'm feeling positive on it. It seems like they're like, I'm not necessarily interested in fire emblem. Um, I never got a chance to play advanced wars, uh, on the GBA. So maybe this is my chance. Um, there, there were a couple other things in there that, like the Disney Kart Racer and and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, just overall, I think I think I think it was a decent one. Like it's not, it's one of those. Yes, there are stuff. It, there's stuff in it that's not for me, but I wasn't offended by it. Sometimes in the past, like a Nintendo at a Nintendo Direct event. There's been things that have not been for me that I just sort of feel like, are they even listening to anybody? And this one, it, it felt like like they've heard heard somebody, at least. So Sure. So the game, you were, the game you were thinking of earlier, Cozy, was the BlackRock Studios developed Split Second released That's by Disney it. Interactive Studios. I feel like The Blur... last title released by BlackRock Studios. I feel like Blur and Split Second both released on, like, the same day. Am I mistaken in thinking that? I had it up, and then I... They were... It was the same it year. They yeah. both released in 2010. Because I remember what? both of those games coming out within, like, a arm's throw of each other and being like, man, this is a little bit confusing. They uh, came out a week apart. They came out a week apart. Hmm. Uh, we're... May eighteenth for split second and May twenty fifth for blur. There we go. We're watching the um the trailer on on privately here on uh, our Discord call, and there it's currently showing No Man's Sky. The like I'm surprised it's taken this long for it to come to Switch. Like it wasn't on it, Switch. Are you previously? surprised? Because it Man. it didn't look very good. I feel like it's gonna have it's gonna take a definite step back. Uh, I mean, coming to the Switch. This does not look like Switch gameplay, if I'm perfectly honest. I mean, some the, of it did. It looked like it might have been like 720p or if not lower. Mm, well, maybe they maybe they did like PC gameplay and like 
It might have been interstitched. At a lower lower resolution or something, but I I'd be down for No Man's Sky on the go. Um, Still doesn't the experience still won't beat um, No Man's Sky in VR. Like nothing can really compare to that. But um, I hope I for that I hope there's um, kind of uh, what is it. like a like a motion control like a you know how you can aim in splatoon a little bit with the gyros and the gyro yeah Yeah. like imagine like you're flying your ship and like you actually have to turn all the way around to steer it like that would be interesting i don't know hmm i want to take a quick second to talk a little bit uh about a certain game by the name of chrono cross uh this is of course the uh I'm searching for the right word here, the forlorn sequel to Chrono Trigger. Cause I know it's one of those games where you got some people who are like, Oh, this is a sequel to Chrono Trigger. It was pretty good. And you have other people that are like, Hmm, kind of a, not exactly the sequel to Chrono Trigger that I originally wanted. I, it was like a pseudo sequel. It wasn't quite a sequel. It took place in the same universe, but yeah, mm-hmm. regardless, I, Gotta say, watching this footage, hearing about how they have this like visual novel that was previously only available in Japan included in this release, I'm definitely intrigued. And I feel like the pace that I've been going on, you know, completing games in 2022, this is actually something that I feel like I could get down with even. I don't know how either of you feel. Um, no, not not for me. Um... For me, there's something about those old JRPGs that really don't do it for me. Like, everybody hyped up the original Final Fantasy VII, and I could never, never get into it. Um, Even, like, later entries into the series. Um, Mm. I've I've attempted things like... um, Oh, man, I'm blanking on, on names now. What's the one with the anime guy with the blue hair? That doesn't narrow it down at all. Dragon uh, Quest? Mm, nope. Blue Dragon? Nope. That was... Nope. That was an Xbox Legacy of Goku game. 3? It, nailed it. Yep, that's the one. No. Fuck um, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, mana. Spirit of Mana? Really? Yeah, something like Children that. Children of yeah, Mana? I, some, one of those. I think it was Children one of the Mana, mana ones. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was one of the Mana ones. Um, yeah, I've tried some, and it's just like... I don't know, like, I take my, like, if you know, if I try to wind down at the end of the day and I play a nice video game, it doesn't exactly mean I want to go to sleep right away, and that tends to be what it, like, not necessarily in a bad way. It's a very, a lot of the times, relaxing experience, but one that I can't put a lot of, invest a lot of time into because it, I don't know, it just, I have a hard time with that. As is- with Pokemon. Yeah, as is typical of, I would say, a lot of other Nintendo Directs, there was quite a bit of JRPG representation here. Uh, we got a uh, modern-day, like, HD-ified uh, port of Live Alive, which is, like, one of those classic, it was never ported to the West until now games. Uh, we got, of course, the announcement of that Musou-style uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses game, and we also got the announcement of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, did anyone else feel like when Fire Emblem came up of, oh, they're doing DLC for Fire Emblem Warriors? Because that's what I thought it was at first. I did not expect them to do a new game in the Warriors series. Yeah. It, um, I, yeah. I, I kind of felt similar. I was like, wait a minute. Didn't they do a Fire Emblem? thing? I thought that. And then. And then they did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Kind of surprised that it's its own game. If I was a Fire Emblem fan, I mean, I'd be pretty happy that we're getting like ostensibly like the persona five strikers of fire emblem three houses, presumably I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. Uh, Pretty much. I, I'm guessing though, that like ultimately none of those games were super appealing to either of you though. No, no. The only other things that kind of jumped out at me, uh, the amount of disrespect I'm seeing online for Klonoa, like those games are legitimately good. 2d ish two two point five 2.5 D 
platformers and more people need to play those and when, those are coming as a collection so that's fun when the klonoa game that came to wii release i remember a lot of people at the time talking about how like surprisingly good it was i might even have like a copy of the game that i picked up at some point um don't know if this will be something that I'm going to go ahead and check out, but I want to let you know, Mitch, that I have no disrespect towards Klonoa at all. I know that it, I know it to be a good game, and I hope that you and the people that like that game will get a good HD remaster collection out of this. Yeah, and then also quickly before I got to bounce out, which is oh. shortly. Don't care about that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Fucking Portal. Oh, yeah. yeah. If that game has gyro controls, that might be the best way to play Portal. I don't so, know about that. I, I asked I'm, this. I'm not kidding. Port portable Portal 2 like that. I feel like this is happening because the Steam Deck is happening and Valve is oh, kind of yeah. like, yeah, it's going to work on a handheld. Let's make a lot of money on the Switch and double dip and get more people to buy it on Steam. And That's I fair. will 100% buy this on the Switch because I love these games. Portal yeah. 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. So yeah. it's going to happen. And I'm excited for that. These games are awesome. I asked this on Twitter uh, when this announcement first happened. Is this the first time that these games have been re-released since both of their debuts? The, uh, yes. Yeah. So Portal 2 especially, but like not since the orange box, Portal 1. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Portal and Portal 2 have both been on console. This is the first time they've kind of been released on a new console since that initial release or the initial release. Of yeah. The it didn't console. come out last generation. It was, it was PS3 360. Yep. Um, yeah. Really quick before you go, Mitch. Yeah. There's a couple more things I want to touch on before, before I had to go, but yeah, what's up? We sports the remake. Not the remake, the, the pseudo sequel Nintendo Switch Sports is happening, and that's neat. I'm excited to go bowling again. Nin uh, Nintendo finally embracing the battle royale genre, but what, for bowling. What took, once again, what took them so long? This should have been a launch title. This should they have been have done the game this. that 1-2 Switch was. Like, we this didn't need 1-2 Switch, we needed this. This could have been, like the big thing all over again and like the ultimate redemption from the wii u generation like oh hey we hear you here is what you want and this would have been it i mean they're doing it now so better late than never cozy i had a ton of fun with the original wii sports that was a fantastic packing launch game i remember going back and forth between that game and twilight princess so much at the time of its release never played wii sports resort and really underrated game. We yeah, that's what I've heard. Good. That's what I've heard. It's a little bit too bad that it seems like they're only pulling a couple of games from Wii Sports Resort in this collection. Yeah, they're um, pulling the best games from Wii Sports Resort, so it's okay. Okay, all right. I'll, I trust your opinion on that. That leg thing looks weird, though. I mean, I already own one of those. I used it today. It's the thing it that the, came with uh, Ring Fit, Fit Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But they're just kind of packaging this thing in to do soccer, I guess. Whatever. Sure. Um, final thing, Carby. Carby is a thing. Carby yes, can now course. eat vehicles and vending machines. And I don't know what the internet is going to do with this, but Carby is the best. And anyone who wants to make fun of Carby can eat it. I don't... Again, were you seeing people making fun of Carby? I thought we were all no, pretty... No, but if they do, I'm going to come for them. Gross. All right. Not like that. The threat no, has been honestly, made. like... Everything we're seeing of Kirby and the Forgotten Lands makes me want to play it even more than I already did. The fact we're getting like the first real attempt at a 3D platformer in the Kirby universe. I know this, there was um, Crystal whatever on the 64, but it wasn't quite 3D. Yeah. This, watching the gameplay of this, like this is very, very much like Mario Odyssey, but with Kirby. And the fact that they're putting like real world objects in there and you're actually interacting with those. When that vending machine yeah. came on screen and they said, you can attack your enemies by spitting cans at them. I almost fell out of my chair laughing. <laughs> like it's so dumb. It's but I so dumb. It's that. good. It's so dumb. I, it's good. I cannot wait to play it. That's March 25th. Uh, that's about all I got. And I got to bounce. So I'll talk all to right. you guys later. All right. Have a good one, Mitch. See you later. Here's to 700 more episodes. Yep. Hold on. Let me just take a quick second. There we go.
Oh, I feel like it's been a while since we've had to like switch the format of the hosts on the fly. I feel like back during yeah. the early days of Pressfizy, we had to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely felt that way for sure. Whew. Are, are there any other highlights from the direct that you wanted to call out, AJ? Yeah, uh, honestly, I think I, other than like, I mean, Earthbound is coming to whatever the the Switch Online thing. Yeah, well, that's cool but i i've never been a big earthbound fan hmm. um i've been a fan of the the hype of earthbound but never of earthbound itself does that make sense yeah so it's like one of those things that like so many people seem to love and have fond memories of but nintendo just refuses to do anything with it yeah so when earthbound uh uh, aka mother two was re-released on the wii u back in the day and it was like yeah. the first time in forever that nintendo had actually gone through with re-releasing the game uh, i bought it and played it and yeah it was just one of those things where it's like i could, could definitely understand the appeal i thought it was even at the time like a pretty funny like well-written game but i just kind of found myself like missing so many of the kind of modern kind of quality of life things that we've come to expect from, you know, modern RPGs of its nature. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will also say too, though, that like I played um, a little bit of undertale, which obviously is a game that borrows very heavily from mm -hmm. the earthbound formula. And I couldn't, not that I was like bored or anything with that game, but I couldn't, I wasn't able to really kind of stick with that one for very long. So maybe this is just not yeah. a style of game that really, really appeals to me, but I do want to, I, I at least want to yeah. give earth, uh, not earthbound, um, undertale, like another honest college yeah. try at some point. I, I mentioned this in the, um, in the discord, but, um, I, I, I think earthbound deserves, um, like the octopath, engine re remaster of some sort like make it look like that in that engine um mm. maybe then i would jump in like make it like a one-to-one -one remake but like make it look like that and i think maybe i could see myself go part of the way through it at, at some point i remember somebody uh suggested that maybe they could like remake the games in the kind of clay animation art style that a lot of the original mm. artwork from that game was done in. That sounds oh. like a little bit, uh, that sounds like a pretty challenging prospect, mm -hmm. but I'd be for it. What about, um, the, uh, Link's Awakening remake? Ooh, yeah. Although I didn't. That aesthetic. Oh, uh, you mean a link between worlds? Nope. Link's Awakening. The, the one that oh, came out on the switch. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Speaking of which, I need to get back to that game at some point. Yeah. I completely forgot I started that. Yeah, I need to check that game out. Uh, yeah, we've we've pretty much gone through pretty much every single like announcement of consequence from the Direct. The only game that we didn't really talk about that's kind of big is Splatoon 3, um, which showed off some of its Salmon Run like cooperative, cooperative mode gameplay. Mm -hmm. Um I played Splatoon 1 back in the day, and I enjoyed it. I didn't play Splatoon 2. I don't know if this is of any interest to you. I played the beta of Splatoon 2, and that told me that I didn't need to play the the main game. So, no. Splatoon never did it for me. The only, yeah. graf the only graffiti that I play is in Tony Hawk. So. Hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I hope that Splatoon fans out there, you know, get what they want to get uh, out of Splatoon 3. I don't think I'm going to be indulging in it either, but you never know. Maybe the game comes out and everyone's like, oh man, the single player mode in this game is fantastic. You got to check it out. And that brings me back. Uh, one last yeah. thing I do want to touch up uh, on from the Direct is uh, a couple of free updates were announced for Metroid Dread. Uh, the game is getting a Dread mode where literally a single hit kills you uh, and also a Ricky mode where things are a little bit more forgiving. Uh, and also, I believe in April, they're planning on releasing a boss rush mode for the game as well. Um, mm -hmm. I had said before this Direct that I was really looking forward to the 
potential of um, DLC releasing for Metroid Dread. This isn't exactly uh, what I had in mind. I was thinking more something in the vein of new story content or just like a new area to explore. But it is at least cool that Nintendo is supporting this game after launch. Uh, because it's been like so long since like the last like mainline new Metroid game, I'm pretty certain that this is like the first Metroid game that has gotten DLC even, period. Yeah, uh, I can see that. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that we still at some point get like proper new content DLC for that game. Because I would yeah. definitely enjoy that. All mm. right. Uh, moving away from the Nintendo Direct, uh, we have yeah. one last big thing that we need to do on this here episode 100 sure. of Press YZ, uh, which is talk about a little game by the name of Wind Jammers 2. Yeah. So, um, AJ, yeah, go ahead. You know, yeah. the way that uh, us playing Windjammers 2 came about is a couple weeks ago, I was talking about, you know, what game uh, we could play next as part of Press YZ Reviewy. Um, and I was saying, you know, maybe we could do Crossfire X, maybe we could do this game, maybe we could do that game. And you said, you know, perhaps uh, instead of playing a game that's just about to come out or is brand new, we could play something that's a little bit older, like Windjammers mm -hmm. 2. And I heard that and I thought, oh, Windjammers 2, that sounds like a cool time. And mm -hmm. from the way that you introduce it as it being this older game, I was under the assumption that this game had released in like 2019 no. or so. Because it feels so, like we've been hearing about it for so long. It released like, uh, just I'm just going to quickly spoil it for the audience. This game released in January of last month. Yeah. Hold on, that does make sense. It released uh, last month. Yes. Is what I meant to say. Um. So... The original Windjammers is an old arcade game and an old Neo Geo game that um, I learned about by watching like some old uh, Giant Bomb streams and stuff. Do um, you, like what's like the super abridged version of how they discovered it? Was it a thing where like there was like one person on the Giant Bomb crew who was like really into Windjammers and he kind of introduced it to so, the crew? Was it like a no. random discovery? So they so they all like kind of knew about it because like they're they're big video game fans and stuff over there. But um, they do a weekly show called Unprofessional Fridays, and somebody will bring in a game or what? Like they all bring in like a game that they play for like half an hour and show off or whatever, like a show and tell almost. And they just it it can be the newest thing or it can be an old thing, whatever. Um, and so. Uh, this was years ago, 2013. Um, they, somebody had a Neo Geo, brought it in, and said, eh, let's play some Windjammers, right? Like, they knew what it was uh, from, like, way back in the day, but, like, they hadn't thought about it in so long. And then they got really, really big into it uh, while they were playing just, just on accident. And hmm. they got very competitive with each other about it and ha were having a great time. And then... They used their influence to um, uh, sort of will a remake of, of uh, the original Windjammers uh, into existence um, on the... I think it came to PS Plus at one point. Yeah. Um, and Which then, was developed by the same studio that did this game, I believe. Yeah. And then I think that was their, their, their practice round for, for what became Windjammers 2, um, inevitably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's one of those, like, I'm not very good at fighting games or anything like that. Um, and it's one of those, it's it's not a fighting game, first and foremost. It's a 1v1 kind of, like, Pong sports-like yeah. thing where you're throwing a, a disc back and forth across and trying to get, trying to score um, the most points before the other person can, can score them on you. Um and, uh, it, you know, I, it's compared to a fighting game because it is 1v1 a lot, right? Um, and it's very hyper-competitive, very fast-paced, um, and, and you're, like, countering the other person's throws, you're trying to, trying to, uh, psych them out and, like, score a hit, like, if you... It, the characters that you can choose from, some are heavier and can throw harder, and some are lighter, they move faster, but, like, 
if you have a, a very light character go up against a very heavy character um, and the heavy character throws the the uh, the disc, there's a chance like they that the light character could be knocked back into the net and uh, the other guy scores a point. So you know you got to strategize. So that's that why way. that was happening. That's why that was happening. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's super fun in my in my opinion uh, when you have a good group of people who you like to play with. Um, playing like against a computer or online, and especially when you're you're new and you don't quite know what you're doing, it can be a little frustrating. But if you enjoy fighting games or if you enjoy um you know competitive sport like games or or like or what what have you um then you know it it, it's definitely one of those uh it's definitely a niche game in that regard so i streamed this game on monday for yeah. maybe like an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes. And over the course of that short little streaming session, uh, you could watch a man go from being like, man, I am so flustered and out of my element to slowly, gradually, but surely kind of understanding his bearings and surroundings, albeit not to a super kind of masterful degree. This game, mm-hmm. man, oh man, I really feel like this game needed a tutorial and not a like absolutely slideshow which is what this game has in lieu of a tutorial um yeah because yeah this is definitely like I, i'm trying to remember which game it was i think it was like the persona 4 arena games and i'm assuming that the blaze boot games do so as well because they're from the same developer those games are like some of the best examples that i've ever played of like a fighting uh video game where they kind of go meticulously through move by move what like everything, every kind of button combination the game does. And they explain test cases. All right, this is when you would use this kind of jump. This is when you would use that kind of heavy move. This is when you would use that kind of throw. And like, I really feel like this game would have benefited so much from that. Cause there were so many times playing the game where I'm like, all right, I'm slowly, but surely beginning to kind of grasp uh, my head around, you know, how to do yeah. this particular move, but I don't understand like what the particular advantage of it is. Um, took me a little while, but I eventually figured out how to do lobs, which is where you kind of throw the frisbee overhead. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't able to kind of really kind of figure out the kind of tactical advantage of it. Cause it seemed like every single time I did a lob, it was incredibly easy for the opponent to kind of catch it. And the way that mm-hmm. the kind of slideshow you know, demonstrates uh, the lob, it would seem as if, oh, like there are certain moments where you'll be able to kind of throw the lob and it will be like almost like a guaranteed, uh, I think it's called a miss in the game where the Frisbee lands on the floor and they can't pick it up. But I feel, I've never felt like that opportunity really kind of arise. And that's an example where like, I really feel like the game would have benefited from telling me like, hey, this is the test case where you should use this move. All that being said, you know, the further that the stream went on, the more and more that I felt myself getting comfortable with this game's controls, the more and more I would say that I enjoyed it. I don't know that I love it. I think I would be a little bit hard-pressed to go back to it unless it was like a uh, live streaming scenario where we're like, ah, let's check out some multiplayer games. Let's check out uh, Windjammers 2. Um, but I definitely think that there's something here. I definitely mm-hmm. can understand kind of the appeal of it why some people are so obsessed with it why some people kind of lost their minds when this game was announced but uh yeah i just wish that there was a little bit more going on in this game yeah in terms of easing people like me into it yeah it's it's definitely um on a budget and for the budget that they had i think they spent it very well on making the game good but it, yeah, it definitely lacks in the onboarding part of the game, for sure. This is, um, you, you talk about them kind of spending their budget well. This is one of those cases where like, I really would like want to be kind of a fly on the wall of understanding like, you know, where all the manpowers in this game's development kind of went into. Because this game, 
announced at a Nintendo Direct in 2018. It's announced for release in 2019. Gets delayed from 2019 to 2020. 2020 to yeah. 2021. And then ultimately releases in early 2022. We understand that in the middle of that, the pandemic obviously messes a lot of things up and drag drags things out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But like I am really kind of, I'm really just, and I'm not, this is not me trying to be insulting to dot emu, the developer. Like I, I think that they made a quality product here and I think they deserve all the credit for that. But I like, I'm really kind of curious how a game that feels this sort of small in scope takes like as long as it did to kind of come out. Again, not um, from a insulting perspective, from just from like a purely, you know, developmental perspective. Yeah, yeah. I it's, hope I'm not um, coming across as being kind of you know. I I don't I don't think you are. I think I think you're just genuinely genuinely curious as to like the pro- their process and what happened there. Um, I kind of feel like, well, for me, it feels like it took a lot like even longer for this game to come out because um it's knowing about wind jammers in general for so many years and having a small vocal group of people constantly talk about the idea of a wind jammers 2 just for fun because that would be super cool if they did it and then now it's here and it's like okay it's 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 here for the people who wanted it and not f- to get anybody else into it necessarily if that makes sense. Mm. So the people who were clamoring for it who were either lapsed or continuing like giant bomb fans, it's here for them and it's like one of those like it's probably pretty good for them like when when the online infrastructure and everything is working fine, you know, it might actually be all right. Um but you know, yeah, like, how did it take as long as it did? And, like, why Why would a, why would that be okay for a tutorial to be sort of take, take Not, the backseat? Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. So. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Um, I, I realize in talking about this game, I didn't ask, did you play this game... Uh, when it first released last month, or was the week that we designated to playing this game the first time that you tried it? I played it with friends um, the gotcha. week that it released. Um, and so I had a more positive experience than I think um, most of you guys had after I tricked you guys into playing it. So, I mean, like, I don't even, feel like... even Nathan, even don't... Nathan, the fighting guy fan, uh, didn't seem too hot on it. So. I mean, again, I I didn't dislike it. I again, I don't see myself kind of going back to it, but I do think that there is something here. I um on Presswise, you know, we I, we've kind of gotten into the habit of giving games like uh, five star reviews. This game's like I would say about like a three ish star thing, I and would, I think it's I would say three. It's very similar to I would say Nobody Saves the World, purely from the perspective of. I think that if you're a fan of this genre of this specific style of game, I think that there's the potential for this to really kind of get its hooks in you. And I think even if yeah. you're not, not a fan of the genre, I think there's also that potential too, but it's not as guaranteed. Absolutely. I think three is kind of like spot on with it. Um, purely, purely on the quality of like the core gameplay and what's there. If yeah. if you know it's one of those if you know you're no and if you're in into it you're into it like you only have to watch like a, a a few like streamers like play it to kind of understand what's going on uh, on on screen and then you can pick up the controller you know take a quick glance at that slideshow tutorial just to learn the buttons and then just try and wing it from there because like there's quarter circles and stuff that affect. Um, you know, the angle of your, your throw and everything. So, um, try, trying to master that, like you could pick up over time if you're having fun with it, but yeah, it's, it's, a th- it, it, if it were more, if it had a better tutorial and everything, um, and a better onboard for, for new beginners and new, new players and stuff, I could see it getting a four, 
but uh, I think three is fine. Hmm. I will say I did. It, it took me a few tries. I did manage to complete the arcade mode in the game on easy. So mm-hmm. even if you're like a complete kind of novice to the genre, it's not so unapproachable uh, yeah. that it's like utterly inscrutable. Uh, I will say though, you know, in, in doing my research on this game ahead of time, I was not aware of the fact that the original Windjammers apparently only had like a two-ish button layout, mm-hmm. which in a weird way, actually kind of makes me more motivated to check that game out than it is to, than I am to like replay this game. Yeah. Cause two buttons that almost feels like Nidhogg esque in terms of just being kind of really kind of simple and down to earth in terms of what you're kind of going for. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if like, I, I, I'm kind of spitballing a little bit here, but I almost wonder if like the need to have, like four buttons that do four different things in this game is maybe overcomplicating things a little bit. I'm not like a be. big like fighting game theorist kind of person, so I, I may be totally just speaking assy ass stuff right now. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting point. All right. Well, that was our uh, YYZ review of Windjammers Two. Uh, we both thought, uh, you know, amidst its faults, that it's a pretty good time so go check that game out if it's of any interest to you um as we stated at the top of the show our next uh yyz reviewee game is going to be the single player campaign for crossfire x so definitely go and give that a shot uh unlike uh windjammers 2 that game will be reviewed in two weeks from now so you have a little bit more time to go check it out savor it roll it around in your tongue do whatever it is that you want to do with it that uh, you would rather us not know about. Uh, and with that, we want to thank you for tuning in to Press YYZ. Uh, if you enjoy this broadcast, be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter at Press YYZ, uh, and slide into our Discord at invite.gg slash to keep the conversation going. AJ. Yeah. Oops, I, just as I, literally just as I said, AJ, I um, showed your Twitter handle and it said at Mr. Mitch George, because it me. was formatted that way because Mitch was with us previously. My bad. Uh, That's okay. AJ. Yeah. It has been an honor to podcast with you over the course of these some odd 100 episodes. And, and likewise uh, with you. Um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, so much for putting all of the effort that you have into this thing because like even in in our private discord conversations like the amount of effort that you put in and (laughs) does not necessarily get uh, acknowledged as much as it should you put a lot of effort into this this was this was your idea this was your baby um, and, and I'm, I'm glad to still be here for the ride. I still enjoy, uh, being able to do this every week, so long as I'm feeling well and able. Um, uh, and, and yeah, thank, thank you for, for putting out that call a hundred episodes ago for, for asking to start a podcast. Well, thank you. I, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't have like <laughs> a big grand speech to, Thank you for thanking me. Uh, other than thank you, yeah, I appreciate it. You're <sighs> and now, until next time, thank you for playing. <laughs>